Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, an editorial assistant at realsimple.com and clueless 23-year-old slowly figuring out how the adult world works week by week. As you know, the next few months on Adulthood Made Easy are a guide to grads dedicated to the class of 2015. Some of you may have already graduated, but for others, graduation still looms. The next few months are weird and hard and sad and exciting and a blur, and hopefully I can help. This week is all about one of the exciting things, moving to a new city, and more importantly, feeling settled there. When I moved to New York City in August, I was overwhelmed. There are so many things to do here, but you don't want to spend every second like you're a tourist on vacation. I just don't think that's how you get a place to feel like you belong there. But to be honest, I'm not sure that I really feel like I belong here quite yet, but I'm getting close. So that's my first piece of advice. It takes a while. And don't get frustrated if you're still getting lost a few months after your big move. For the rest of the advice, I've invited Terry White to join us. She's the editor-in-chief of Time Out New York. Chances are you have a branch of Time Out in your city. More than 50 cities do. Terry has been in journalism for 14 years. She previously served as the executive editor at Life and Style and editor of Europe's men's title shortlist, where she was named the Men's Magazine Editor of the Year by the British Society of Magazine Editors. But for today, as an editor-in-chief of Time Out New York and an expert on all there is to do, I'm hoping she can help us figure out what it takes to call a city home. Hi, Terry. Thanks for being here today. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So how many cities have you lived in? You've lived in New York, obviously, and where else have you lived? So in terms of cities, I've lived in three. I've visited many, but I've lived in three. So I lived in Leicester in England when I was at college. Mm-hmm. I then moved to London straight after college, and I lived there for 11 years. And then I moved to New York three years ago. I actually grew up in a tiny, tiny little village about 15 miles away from the nearest city in the north of England. So living in a city was always what I wanted to do. And that's very different from New York, obviously a small, tiny town. (laughs) Yes, there were 200 people in my village. Like there was one bus an hour. I think there were four shops. So it's a little bit different to New York City. Of course. So you moved here three years ago. Can you talk about your first, you know, month or so living here and what it was like? The first month of New York was concurrently absolutely thrilling so exciting and absolutely gut-wrenchingly terrifying and i know that new york is kind of its own beast but i think that a lot of the feelings you're describing are probably similar to anyone settling in somewhere new you know not knowing where the streets lead not knowing what different neighborhoods are like just trying to navigate everything on top of probably a new job and a new apartment and all that kind of stuff part of any new city is exploring it and that's both really thrilling but also really nerve-wracking. I think it's an essential sort of journey you have to go on really to experience it yourself and get out there and immerse yourself in the city and I think that's really the quickest way to acclimatize yourself and really make the most out of any city you've just moved to. What did it take or was there a moment when you finally felt like I definitely feel like I belong here and I finally feel like this is my home and the city that I comfortably live in. Did you have a moment where that you felt that way? When you're a tourist, people are very friendly to you, which is lovely, especially if you have a British accent. That helps. <laughs> that definitely helps. That helps. And when I moved here and people work out you live here and, you're, and you have to become a New Yorker, 
people can be a little bit less friendly and a little bit less polite. And I remember, I think I'd been here a few months and it was, you know, the weather wasn't great and I was running for a cab and I was late for work. And a very well-heeled businesswoman pushed me over into the gutter, stepped oh my over God. my body, stole my cab and drove away. And I was so shocked and so aghast. And I was like, I will never get used to living in this city where people can do that. And then it was probably about six months after that, somebody bumped into me. I bumped, No, actually, I bumped into somebody in the street, nearly knocked them over off their feet. And I didn't apologize. That was like, the first, I was like, as a British person, not to apologize for banging into somebody, almost sending them careering off into the gutter. I was like, okay, now I'm a New Yorker. Now I'm comfortable here. Yeah, that, that sounds like a New York experience. Mm-hmm. Especially, I can relate to the weather not being great, it being raining everywhere, and people will, people will knock you out to get a cab when it's raining. Yes, they will. You have a lot of experience. You obviously know New York really well, but like we said, Time Out has more than 50 cities, and you've visited plenty. So when you're getting to know a new city, what do you think is the balance between hitting the tourist spots, hitting the big museums, and finding those little hole-in-the-wall places on the corner that nobody's really frequenting that are much more, you know, for the local people? I think it's, it's really a balance. I think anybody who's completely snobby about tourist attractions is completely missing the point. Some of them are absolutely awesome. There's a reason that millions of people travel to those cities to see those sites. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Big Ben in London or the Tower of London, whether it's Times Square in New York, which still to this day reduces me to rubble when I walk through it <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night on my way home and it's bright and it's brilliant. And, and those places are really important. They, you know, they are iconic for a reason. I think there's often a negativity attached to tourist attractions, which I don't think is deserved. So I think those are really important experiences to have. And I don't think you should visit a city without those. I think you should be smart about when you go. So I wouldn't recommend going to Times Square at lunchtime on a Saturday in the height of summer, because that would be, you know, the seventh circle of hell right there. Yeah. But, but Sometimes I've been in Times Square at at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday, and it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So I think it's about being smart about how you experience those tourist attractions. So Um, maybe experiencing those tourist attractions, like, on an off-season. On an off-season. You know, I went to the Trevi Fountain in Rome in the middle of summer on a Saturday morning, and I wanted to hurl myself into the fountain and drown. (laughs) It was so awful. And I spoke to a friend of mine who said, well, why would you go at that time? That's complete lunacy. You either get up really early and you go at 6 a.m. before everybody gets there. You don't go in the height of summer. So, yeah, I think it's about being smart. But then I think you get a completely different experience when you do the local things. And when you move somewhere new, other, of course, you know, I love Time Out New York and the Time Out brands are great. But what what are some good resources or things, places or people or sites that you should consult to discover what you should explore and what you should be attending and going to and seeing and trying in your new city? So I have a couple of tactics, one of which is always go straight to the local bar nearest where you're staying, one that looks like it's for you. So I always try and find a dive bar near to where I'm staying Mm -hmm. because you go in there and nine times out of ten you'll meet amazing locals. Nobody can give you the temperature of a city like a genuine local. So I always like to go to the bar by myself if you're traveling alone. Um, It's not that I don't have any friends, I just travel alone a lot. And (laughs) you go to the bar, you get talking to the bartender. You know, if you tell people you're visiting a city or you're new to a city, people are super helpful and super friendly in the main. 
you get chatting to the locals. These are the people who will tell you the things that often you don't find written somewhere that will tell you that this is the place you must go. Oh, my God, there's an amazing seafood restaurant down the street. It does amazing oyster specials. This time every Wednesday, you must go. So that's always my first thing is you get there and you go and hit up a local place. The other thing that I find really useful these days is social media. So, you know, find an, find an Instagrammer with lots of followers or, or somebody on Twitter with lots of followers who are really active in the area you're in. Instagram's especially great for this. If they're, you know, if people are all doing one thing that night or they're seeing one show or they're all going to one event, often if you can find the hashtag, you'll be able to track where they are and what they're doing and what looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So I think with social media, you can land in a city, you can turn on your phone and you can get a real sense of what's going on around you pretty much straight away. And I think that's a really sort of interesting and important evolution over the last few years of how you can control your own experience when you're in a new city. Definitely. I think that's great advice, especially for finding good food. That's what I use social media for mostly. (laughs) And I think you brought up something really interesting that I was always nervous about when I moved to New York, and maybe it's a New York thing, but I was always nervous to tell people I was new here. You want to come off immediately as a native, but I liked that you brought up by letting people know you're new to the city, they're more willing to tell you about what you should be doing and tell you where you should be going. Yeah, I think there's always a rush, especially in New York. People are so desperate to be a New Yorker and to pass as a New Yorker. You know, there's the horror of, of somebody saying, oh, are you, you know, are you new here? It's like, no, I've been here 10 years. And I think people should enjoy that period. People in New York are, that's why they're, they're so friendly when you come here on vacation, because they want to help you. They want you to get the best impression of their city mm-hmm. so and new york is very proud of their city and believe it's the greatest city on earth and all it really does is taps into that so i was always when i first got here i was very very open with how new i was and people were super helpful they would you know invite me out for brunch i had a handful of new friends within the first week of living here i had a bar where the bartender always was interested in you know how i was getting on and what was happening in the city and was i enjoying it people would give me recommendations for apartments people in the city when you come here really really want you to have the best experience you can have so i would say to everybody do not be too worried about passing as a new yorker straight away that will come with time and you'll probably look back on those early days of when you were discovering the city and with rose tinted glasses and i just say enjoy that period mm-hmm. definitely And speaking of exploring and all of that, a lot of recent graduates are on a budget, of course. We always are looking for ways to save money or do things for free. So have you seen anything typical in cities you visited or covered that people can look for that save money while they're trying to explore the city or tricks to save money? I always have my student ID handy because... I, no one can tell. I mean, I don't look much older than I did three years ago. So I'm always saying that, yeah, I'm still a student. So can I get in here for $5 instead of yeah. 20 And I, I think it's about sort of really being in touch with where those discounts are. So, for example, you know, with the new city ID card in New York, you get a whole range of discounts that a lot of people didn't realize you were entitled to, you know, access to cultural institutions. And it's just really being aware of there's so much free stuff, especially in New York. You know, there's a lot in London in terms of free screenings, free gigs. You know, the Bryant Park film screening series that happens in New York. Who can believe that that is free? 
Yeah. You don't even have to take a bottle of water. You can literally go for nothing, which is kind of amazing. And that's replicated in, in so many of the major cities. You know, L.A., I know at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, they do free screenings there. I think it's about being plugged in and knowing where those things are and being smart about your choices. So, And I also think it's about there are places that genuinely will give you free stuff if you know where to go. So there are bars in this city which will give you free food. That really? Awesome. Yeah, so there's a bar not far from the time at New York office called Rudy's Bar and Grill in Midtown, and it gives away free hot dogs when you buy beer. So I have been there on more than one occasion, and you just have to buy, I think I bought a $4 beer, and I had three hot dogs. Oh I'm not bringing up math. But I know that that's really good. That's great. No, that my whole face just lit up. You can't tell. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I'm sure you heard it. I just got way too excited about that. Yeah. Okay. And good to know. Bars do pizza. Like, um, we've actually got a list on the site at uh, Time Out New York of, of just of bars that do free food. And it's one of our most popular features. And I'm curious if you agree with this because I've definitely found this to be true both here and I lived in Chicago for a while. And I have a friend who lives in Philly and I spent the weekend there visiting her, the best way I feel like to get to know a new place is to just walk it, which is the freest thing you can do. Yes. I mean, I completely agree with that. I think if people can stay, I would say to people in London, get off the tube, get off the underground. If you need to, London's obviously very big, do it by bus. Sit on the top deck of a double-decker bus and you will see all of London. And in New York, it's even better because, as you say, it's it's so walkable. So when I first moved here, I used to get my iPhone, I'd load up my Spotify, and I would just walk. I would walk for an entire record. So I remember I I walked all through downtown while listening to The River by Bruce Springsteen, and I just walked them into the record, and I was like, I'm just going to see where this takes me. But you will, you know, you can Google to your heart's content, but nothing gives you that experience of, of stumbling, truly stumbling upon something and truly discovering something like walking the city and provided it's not in the middle of the night in like the worst neighborhood in the whole world getting lost really isn't such a bad thing it just as i mean if you have the time to do it if you have the time to just wander around and get a little lost i feel like that's a great way to discover fun things absolutely because you'll stumble upon you know i've done it and i've stumbled upon tiny little hole in the wall bars or restaurants that i have never heard of or my friends haven't heard of and you know there's that wonderful moment when you peer through the window and you think, shall I go in? Shall I not? You go in and you have a great time. Sometimes you go in and you have an okay time. But it's, it's, that's what New York's all about. And especially in a city like this where there's a new bar, there's a new restaurant, there's a new store, there's somebody doing something cool, there's a new secret thing. There's, there's so many things popping up every single minute, every single hour, every single day. So I think it's, in terms of you know getting lost and just submitting to that experience I think it's really lovely and I think it's something we're not used to because you know we have apps and we have Google Maps and we have subway passes and we have Ubers and we have all this way of getting around the city and getting from A to B where actually if you think I don't care I know what A is but I don't really care what B is and you just allow yourself to wander until you find something interesting as you say if you have a spare day or a spare weekend now, I think it's just a really, really lovely way. And I think you'll experience things in any city that you wouldn't experience otherwise. Perfect. And I'm curious if you've seen, not just in New York, but in a bunch of cities, what are the best ways to meet new people? I mean, if you've moved here 
without anyone else. How do you kind of make it's hard to make new friends, I feel like sometimes in the real world because you don't have class to get to know people or you don't have, you know, those types of organized activities that other people are forcing you into. You kind of have to make it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I always hear people say, oh, join a club or take up a hobby. And I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds to me like hell, like absolute (laughs) hell. I mean, I always say the thing about New York is you can't be afraid and you can't be afraid to talk to anybody. So when I first moved here and I knew one person in this city, I would take myself out for dinner with a book and I would start talking to the person next to me. Or, you know, if I met somebody at work who I thought was pretty cool, I would sort of swallow my fear and say, hey, would you want to hang out on Saturday night, maybe get a drink? Like, I think you have to see every opportunity. When you meet somebody and you think they're kind of interesting, I think you always have to see that as an opportunity to make a new friend or meet somebody interesting or just have an interesting evening. I think you have to sort of get rid of all of those barriers we normally have as human beings, which is, well, I don't know, look sad or desperate or they've probably got loads of friends and and I look really lonely. And I think you just have to throw yourself into the experience and not be afraid of, of, you know, suggesting to a stranger that maybe you hang out. And I think, I mean, I agree with you. I'm not the type to take up a hobby or anything like that. But I think if, I feel like if that's your personality, there are tons of things you can do. I have a friend in Chicago who joined an inner mural or something soccer team and she now plays soccer with them every week and that she's met a lot of new people that way so I feel like there's a balance to meeting strangers and also if you do have something you love to do there's probably a million ways to get involved in the in the adult world (laughs) yeah and you shouldn't and you shouldn't be afraid to take those things offline so often I'll be tweeting with somebody or somebody will like my Instagram and it'll become clear that we have similar interests and we might be going to the same gig at Barry Ballroom or something. And you shouldn't be afraid to take that into the real world and say, hey, do you want to grab a drink or do you want to? Because those are the things that will, you know, make sure you have a connection in the real world. Definitely. And you talked about one of the things you mentioned was to get to know a city, get off the subway, get off the L, the public transportation, whatever you take. Are there other any other mistakes you can think of that people make when getting settled into a new city? I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make, and I made this for the first week, was sitting in your apartment just watching SVU on a loop. That's not going to end well. And I think a lot of people, when when you move here, it's kind of like, especially if you move here for college or a job or something like that, you become very focused on that being the reason you're here. And I think especially if it's at the point where you haven't really made any new friends or you don't really know anybody, your initial instinct is to sit sit inside and, and do something comfortable, whether that be takeout or watching TV or something like that. But I think you have to get out there and experience. You have to immerse yourself in it. Even if it feels weird, going for dinner by yourself, going for a walk around New York by yourself, even if that feels completely alien to you and you're the type of very social person who's used to having lots of friends or being around people or not doing things alone, you have to go through that period of doing it. Because once you get out start enjoying the city, you'll get to know the city, you'll get to know the people of the city. I think when you move to a new city, my philosophy was just say yes to everything. I may not enjoy everything. Probably I'll definitely have an experience either way. I think it's it's that first six months to a year has to be complete immersion and just say yes, say yes, say yes. And I was going to ask you if you had a key piece of advice for people, you know, recent grads who are terrified of moving, but... I feel like say yes to everything is such a great a great mantra to have. 
That, I yeah. feel like that's the key piece of advice. Just be open and say yes. Be open and say yes. And, and, and don't be worried that you're scared. Everybody, when, whether they are 18, 22, 32, 42, every single person who moves to the city is terrified. I think any person who moves to a completely new place is terrified. You spend the first few days questioning, have you done the right thing? Are you going to be as happy here as you were in your last place? What if you don't? settle down what if you don't meet anyone like it's 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 a very challenging time moving city is really really challenging so i think people need to embrace that accept it not give themselves a hard time because you know they're in new york city and and their friends back home maybe want to see tons of of instagrams of them living it up i think it's it can be really tough and it's accepting that but it's seeing it as a challenge and embracing it and being being of the mindset, I may be here six months, I may be here a year, I may be here five years, I may be here for the rest of my life, but however long I'm here, I'm going to make sure it's an adventure. That's great. I think that's a great note to end on. And you've made me, you've given me a renewed sense of energy about living here and exploring, especially Ugh. now that the weather's nice. <laughs> yes, thank God. Oh, my word. Totally. Well, thank you so much for your time today and all of your advice. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy's Guide to Grads. Do you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover next time? Tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel. If you enjoyed the episode, please review and subscribe on iTunes. And don't forget to buy a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll have more answers next time.